a few days before this big match sunil chetri said it was it was an opportunity for indian football to rewrite history and that's exactly what the talisman of indian football the guy who's led the team in numerous occasions out of the death into a place where no one has ever been did today again against johor darul takshim the defending champions of afc cup when bengaluru fc recorded a 3-1 victory over their rivals a new found rivals to qualify for the final of the afc cup and let me make make it very clear this is the very first time that an indian club has ever qualified for the final of a continental stage this is exactly what we'll be discussing on injury time today joining me for this very discussion is sudarshan hello chidananda uh, arvind <laughs> and hey sandeep hello guys a massive massive moment not only for bfc not only for bengaluru fc the city but also for indian football as a whole i'd go to Ch- uh, chidu for chidu how big an op- occasion is this yeah i think i think for a club that is just 3 years old to to come this far is just unbelievable and you know you you always uh, i think uh, i think pushal das made the statement a uh, couple of years ago or i think yeah recently only he was saying that you can't clubs can't keep uh, sitting on their backsides talking about legacy and not doing anything and you're not taking football forward and you see how bfc has shown with a completely professional setup how much you can achieve and and if other clubs you know follow in their footsteps other clubs try to emulate what they've done it's it's a it's a new world indian football has entered sandeep you've been following bfc since its very inception since the very first year in these 3 years they have won the league title twice the federation cup once came closer to winning the title in the second season also where mohan bagan just took it off their sheen in the dying moments of that final match so how do you see the club's progress and how do you see the whole system that the club has put in place finally giving out results well from the very first day that we started covering uh, bfc all of us and chidu was also there at the time and they yeah, all of us were very impressed by how professional the setup was how well the club was run how well ashley was taking care of the club and parth was providing the financial support or whatever ashley wanted whether be it you know in training sessions or some small small things like heart rate monitors and all the stuff like that gps trackers they they were using all of those things to help <coughs> improve their own game and uh, that's not something that we see a lot in uh, indian football and last 3 years they've shown what professionalism can do for a club it doesn't matter if they are 50 years old 60 years old nothing like that uh, but more importantly it's what uh, <laughs> this victory has signified for indian football like that little bit of professionalism and structure you can challenge the best one of the best teams in asia and that's a very encouraging sign one that i think other clubs should uh, you know follow whatever they said and one thing i want to point out here is you know tempo and east bengal had both reached the semi finals yes but tempo lost 5-1 in the semi finals on aggregate uh, east bengal lost 7-2 on aggregate so which means that the gulf in class there is clearly visible so on this occasion for bfc to have one Four-two on aggregate, and so convincingly yeah. with the display that they yeah, had today, actually they've broken new ground. And I think today every Indian club, not just Bengaluru FC, but the whole of India, the entire football fraternity of India, has come together. And no One matter what, one of those rare occasions, is it? Yeah, no matter which club's fan you are, whether you are Bagan's fan or East Bengal's fan or even Dempo's fan, I guess at some corner 
you'll be happy that BFC have reached the final of the AFC Cup and that's what you you can see the difference in India and other countries. Suppose uh, Manchester United or any other club reached the final of the Champions League, they never write a letter to the other clubs asking their support, saying that we have reached it for our country. And the other clubs don't respond saying that yes, we are behind you. Yeah. But, but did it's, they do anything other than just saying we're behind you? Or was there any other fans from other clubs who came? Supposed to come. Might have, I might have. Know. You never know because we saw some Kerala Blasters fans. Yeah. 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 Nice to see some Malayalis in the crowd. Right. Yeah. yeah, thanks. He, he has <laughs> a love for Malayalis. No, as others said, like what it means for Indian football, it's also important what others clubs learn from this, this victory because it's exactly. not just. Okay to say, okay, you're done well, congratulations, and go back to doing the same. Yeah, it's thing. a learning experience not only for BFC but because for the victory, Indian football. This as victory a whole. has come, but it's also at a stage where, at, in, at least in the lead up in the last two, three months, you didn't know what I League was right. going through. And still, you and don't you have still an idea. have uh, clubs saying what, what we'll pull out of that, we'll pull out of this. Said. So, this win is great for Bengaluru, but it shouldn't mask the other things that other clubs need. For right. Bengaluru, yeah. it's it's completely right. different, but other clubs should also realize. And I'm also curious to ask, because I don't know much about this, wasn't Mahindra when they were supporting the club like JSW used to do, Mahindra United? Yeah. They were also supposed to Mahindra was set new standards hmm. then. No, uh, Mahindra is one thing I'm that not, I can I don't know tell much. about is because I was in Bombay and used to follow this club pretty closely. Mahindra back then had a precedent set back then in the NFL because before the I-League when it was a national football league, Mahindra had a precedent set. When it came to continental co- uh, competitions, you did not have resources like BFC now has uh, in Indian football. So Mahindra lacked on that front. Even when you see the uh, training ground back in Bombay, was not as good as what you see here at the football stadium or beat the Kantirwa. So those are the few reasons why I think Mahindra finally decided, okay, enough is enough. If, we have invested close to 15 to 20 years behind the club and could not eke out a result like a desired result which they wanted and eventually shut shop and they are not the only one to do that JCB did that before them Mahindra followed it up then clubs from Pune Pune, Pune, FC. Pune FC which was I mean in, in terms of Pune FC I think they are the ones who are the closest in, ter- in terms of professionalism yeah. exactly. to Bangalore FC Tip that's the first professional club in the country they were very well run club but it's unfortunate that they had to things didn't work out how do you think Bangalore FC uh, how did the professionalism work for them and not for Pune? the other clubs? Pune didn't have the monetary backing that was needed. JSW has deep pockets, it bodes well for the club. but uh, And with Peninsula Pune Company back there with Pune FC, you never know how good, how much can the company support this club. That's the biggest problem because coaches keep changing. They had a Kareem Menchurif at some point of time, then they went to Derek Pereira, eventually ended they up with a no Dutch one. coach in between. In between then. Eventually ended up with no one and the shop is shut today. But before we move on to BFC and the match that panned out today, I want to ask Arvind because Arvind is one of those guys uh, along with Chidananda and Sandeep who have followed this club for the past three years. Uh, how much has the club changed when it comes to the playing style? Because when when you were under when the club was under Ashley Westwood, the style of play was pretty different. Utilitarian is the word Sandeep likes to use too often than not when he wants to talk about Westwood and BFC. How much has that changed under Rokana? I think uh, they have got balance in <coughs> all the units, especially in the defence. They have got two uh, tall and pretty strong uh, def- central defenders and to back them up you have two wing backs, Indian wing backs. And although the first goal that they conceded today was because of a defensive blunder, 
I think they still look stronger than before and in the attack um, like Ashley they try to do something with the flanks and uh, get the ball inside today that's what we saw and I guess on that front it's not changed much but overall they have achieved balance in what they have to do and they are good on the counter I think that's working for them and so they have they adapted to this Ruka style of play because it's pretty different what we've seen under Westwood. Yeah, I think they definitely have because uh, I was talking to Eugene. You think Sen. they can improve though still, right? Yeah, yeah, I think talking to Eugene Sen the other day and he was saying the transition has been seamless because he was saying that because of the quality of the players they have in the squad. So they have, it has not been like a transition period for them at all. And uh, I think I'm hugely impressed by uh, Rubio in midfield because him and Cameron Watson They've given him the Seeing that, no, like you'll never see him. He didn't look 37 at all today. Yeah. Yeah, it's like you said, age fraud. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So I think they've given BFC the sort of control in midfield they never had over the last you know, three years. That control in central midfield, they probably were never this strong. Because I think he's I the best midfielder since uh, Menyonger for Manchester. Maybe. Rubio. He was just. <laughs> 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 no, sometimes he was there in the opposition half and, and within a flash he was back right yeah. next to Watson or right in front of. Watson, so that was, and I was also curious to know that considering that Ashley had so much success with BFC, what made the club to actually approach a coach who who they knew would change the style of play? Was uh, it would it have been discussed with the players and all that? What kind of coach do you want, or how, how any, any? No, so from what uh, Mandar briefly, uh, I don't remember the conversation I had exactly, but uh, he was looking for first of all a coach who could speak English. And uh, second thing was someone who had who would bring a certain uh, kind of like they have a standard. No, did set. they? Did the club want to change the way that? Uh, yeah, so they they had they had that uh, standard already set and the base there. So they want somebody to build on it. They wanted to play like you know extremely uh, attractive kind of football. I think that is why they went with him. And Carl, he is you know as you know Roka can speak English well, so that also helped because there were quite a few of them who were interested from. I think Gabriel Batistuta was there in the name mix. Uh, Teddy Sheringham, I think, was another one who was there in the mix. Yeah, yeah, both but, of them. Were. Yeah, but nothing that the club approached. Hmm. These, These uh, are the CVs that came to the club. Yeah, that's what I understand. But yeah, so far, it's been good, but yeah, we'll see when results don't go their way. At some point, they, they won't go their way. And yeah, I think let's see how wedded they might be to this. They wanted to go. Uh, a step but further. this is when we sp- we spoke to Cameron Watson uh, the other day and. He was saying results in the initial stages doesn't matter because he was saying when he was playing. Oh, so far they've been very good. Yeah, so far it's been good. But when he was playing for Adelaide FC and uh, the coach there was another Barcelona expert. Ten games, huh? Yeah, ten, yeah, ten games. Close to that, he couldn't win. Yeah. And then once they started clicking on, that it became like you know one of those juggernauts. It just couldn't be stopped. Would so, it? Would it be? I just want to know. Would it be fair to say that Roca has taken uh, the team to? A, a different level after Ashley Westwood. Seems like so far. I don't Seems like four matches. Probably four matches early to say. Yeah. It's quite early to say that. But one thing is for sure, we are in for some entertaining football from now on. Because also, the, did you note? I, I was talking to Sudarshan during the match. I initially I couldn't understand what purpose Watson was serving there because a lot of the time he seems to be you know just passing the ball small you know small passes five yards ten yards. But I I, I guess we, what we found out from that is. He relieves the tension in the team. Like when people are pressing, you give him the ball, he'll find that one pass that is open. Because there was two occasions when actually the whole thing was crowded. 
hmm. and he got the ball and the first reaction that at least we had was clear Mm-hmm. and what he did was he played a square pass to a guy who had nobody mm. in front of him very difficult to see him also he saw that fellow and found him so i guess even jitendra had a that's why he is there and we are here <laughs> <laughs> but we saw it too from afar jitendra <laughs> also had a couple of passes like that where he sent uh, reno anto on the right release him on the right and then nishukumar he tried releasing in the on the left and that couple of moves it did matter talking about eugene i don't know how much of how many of you all notice it for the first time i saw him frustrated on the field at times when passes didn't click mm-hmm. or he was frustrated in the second minute yeah the second minute <laughs> he and chaitri had yeah. no idea what's happening there first half he was pretty frustrated mm-hmm. i think we never seen eugene sin be that frustrated but doesn't matter much i think with Some that kind of result chaitri and that leap yeah oh yeah chaitri phenomenal game he's had absolutely phenomenal game Talk about this match like, if you are not talking about Sunil Chetri. Although it was indicative, like in that AFF interview, like Tidu pointed out, hmm. he said, "I'll be happy if even Amrinder scores the goal hmm. and we win." And when he spoke to us the next day, yeah. he said, "I played under different coaches, and now I track back, and I'll be more than happy to say I covered more distance tracking back than scoring the goals. goals." I scored. Yeah. Today, I think he did both. Yeah. Yep. He got out because of cramped. He was substituted yeah. because he was cramped. Yeah, but extremely. I mean, that work rate was. You know, yeah. yeah. And then because for he also hit the bar just before he scored the mm-hmm. goal. Mm-hmm. But it went back and forth, yeah. back and forth. <laughs> Quite a number. But for him, he, for him, who is not that one, one of the tallest strikers, he's got a great leap. Mm-hmm. And you saw that in that goal when he. No, that was evident because we we didn't believe that he scored the header. We, we thought somebody else had scored the header. Yeah, yeah. Johnson. We thought yeah, Johnson. But I saw him running. That's why I was like, maybe he's scored the header. It didn't happen though. The initial reaction. Yeah, this is because you know uh, the people sitting in the stadium. We don't have replays mm. or anything like that. <laughs> so <laughs> we rely on uh, yeah. <laughs> what we see, what we not the see. The stadium announcer said Sunil Chetri scored the goal, but still we were like, I thought we saw Johnson leaping up. But what about the second goal? A sublime goal by the skipper himself. Yeah, I CK think. Vineet, Sunil Chetri again indulging in no, a small. Uh, yeah, I think the goalie was moving to the other direction. I don't no, know. No, he hit it at the near post. Uh. I thought I thought he might be going for the far post, but he curled it in the near post. It was as unbelievable as the first one, and you didn't know it happened until they started celebrating. Well, did that and give a glimpse of? <laughs> did that give a glimpse of what he did against Oman during that World Cup qualifier? That yeah, a peculiar yeah. goal right up from outside the box, beating Ali Alabzi. Correct. Mm. Both goals were very similar, and I think that was scored at the other end actually. Exactly. Yeah, the other scored. side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, I More or less like a similar kind of goal. Correct. Correct. I, I don't. I don't think anyone else in the team could have scored a goal like mm-hmm. that. You know, made created space that quickly. And he and had a miscontrol. That ball when he yeah. first touched was not a good touch. And were you like bit surprised about what Johar did? Because the coach did say patience, but mm. by patience I took it as they'll attack. If their goals don't come, be patient. Yeah, but here they didn't have the ball only. No, they didn't want to. But probably I think after that they score their first goal, they were a bit relaxed, pretty relaxed, happy to sit back and let. No, even in the first. Bangalore have the position, and that's the mistake which they did. Even in the first. Bangalore with position would any day come and score the goals. That's what I think. No, even in the first half, that Brazilian guy, that uh, uh, Marcos, 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 the goalkeeper was intent on taking the kick, and mm. this man was asking him to just Calm stop. Down. Mm. Let one of those uh, players come and press you, uh-huh. and then you s- kick it out. So I don't know. And the second half, 
they started losing the ball right left and center so we need got the ball thrice or four times yeah. mm. and the fourth one was what he squared so, mm. so probably they underestimated bengaluru mm. because in the build up to the game they kept saying that we have 90 minutes to score one yeah, right we need so to be they were just to be fair they scored in 11 minutes which yeah. is like a biggest sucker punch that i could see <laughs> no i thought they would come back Yeah, so yeah, both of us were sitting and thinking this match he might be over. This match might be over. No, I always LB felt match. it's 11th minute they'll ensure that they'll uh, do give a fight at least. So because immediately after the goal there was a little bit of a dull lull in that uh, pressing and stuff. Mm. So I thought maybe that would extend but then we just That shows great character actually. But that goal also turned out a pretty lucky for Johar because Amrinder is not someone you associate with such kind of goalkeeping. A shabby punch, ball did not go anywhere. It was there in the six-yard box. Shafi Karim comes in, charges in, and just no, not mm. uh, not in the opener. Yeah, he could have leaped and punched it away. But I uh, think he could away. have just jumped and caught it. Held the it ball. Wasn't, it, it wasn't. It wasn't that fierce, no. It was fierce, but the second attempt he could have punched it away. But I I feel actually that he thought he was much closer to the bar. He was not really aware, so yeah. he may be tipping it behind. Yeah, he but he actually didn't go. thought it went above the bar, yeah. and he didn't think that it was. And you have to say the, the, the number eight, uh, Rahim, who scored Shafi the goal. Shafiq Rahim. He made the run from the center, and no one was right. tracking his run. He just came no, barging in. That whole they move went, itself. They yeah. just went like that whole move itself. Was. There was only John Johnson in the uh, anywhere nearby the two players. Hmm. Given these aspects. There's few loopholes that we've seen in the BFC game. How <coughs> how much of a time do they have with them to rectify these mistakes before the the most important final, which is on the fifth of November against Air Force FC, if I'm not wrong. Yes, Air Force Air Club. Club. Air Force Club. Yes. Yeah, I think they have some Arabic name, but Air Force Club is the English mm-hmm. translation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the, okay. I did not know that. Yeah, there is some Arabic name. The official name is something else, and then. Oh, okay. Okay. So yeah, question B. I thought it was a weird name. Yeah, I think they have they have about two weeks left to prepare for the final. November fifth. Yeah. Uh, little over two weeks then, right? Yeah, little yeah. over two weeks. And I think I think final is just one game, so uh-huh. I think they have a very good chance. Actually. Yeah. And did anybody see? I saw I saw Air Force Club play the highlights. They also rallied from a goal deficit, if I'm mm-hmm. not wrong. It was a pretty tenacious match. Both the teams scoring one goal at each end, one goal here, one goal there. And eventually, Air Force Club going ahead and scoring those two goals in the dying moments of the second half. That's how they came through because mm-hmm. that match also ended in a one-all draw in the first in the first, first leg. Mm-hmm. And eventually, Air Force Club doing getting the job done in Lebanon. So mm-hmm. it's a great moment for them also. So it would be a pretty interesting match if you ask me. Yeah, I uh, guess there's no room for error. Mm-hmm. And uh, like uh, JDT coach uh, Mario Gomez said during the press conference, his team lost mainly because they were. not concentrating during the set piece yeah. so i guess uh, that's the lesson that we have bfc can take away mm-hmm. from this game they can not afford to lose even one moment of focus mm-hmm. they and have to be completely and it was like we thought they had they didn't have much to lose for this game mm. final i think they'll have nothing to lose at all yeah <laughs> <laughs> we no, reaching the final itself he brings uh, arvind what he said makes an it's an interesting point and we touched on it before that since roka has come And uh, Roca confirmed in the post-match press conference that his assistant Carles Quadrat has also been working intensively on the set pieces. And till now they've been using variations, certain kinds of things that didn't, you know, give goals. Now this is today they've seen one goal from a corner, one goal from a free kick. Pretty routine stuff, but still they're getting it done. And like Ashley used to do that in the first season because John Johnson used to score a lot of goals, yeah, a lot of headed goals. Then let's go, Johnson. Let's go. That's the chant. 
<laughs> that's how it started i believe yeah navin was the biggest cheerleader for the team today <laughs> i had he really <laughs> make the south american commentary team <laughs> yeah <laughs> i really had a good time watching the match but uh, talking about set pieces more what about the guy who takes these set the set pieces using silingdo how good he has been to this club came in from shillong lajong two seasons back and has cemented his place not in the not only in the starting 11 of bfc but also for the national team i think chidu can give a good uh, <laughs> yeah you had a talk with of the including his watched engineering attempt yeah i think yes, it would please uh, tell that story yeah we we know but yeah okay so one thing about eugenson he was uh, so after class 10 his parents forced him to get in get into an engineering course so he joined um, just like any other indian parent yes <laughs> actually more like any other malay and, parent and i think the irony is that his father ran a football club back home in shillong mm-hmm. but even he said you know but he said it was just an amateur club his father wasn't running it for money it was not professional and he wanted his son to get a good education so he went to pune joined electronics and telecommunication engineering and what he said was the first two years engineering so the first two years are easy You think, you think to yourself. You and I know he's lying because he both said he's engineering. <laughs> no, the first two years weren't bad. Either. No, all four years were okay, da. I hated the second and third year. Both no, years were easy. All four years were okay. Yeah. Engineering is not tough to pass at all. Second yeah. year is the most difficult one. Yeah, I hated yeah, so it. So he he said the first two year uh, years are easy, and you're thinking, yeah, I can do this. But then he said from the third year, the backlog start piling up, and then you think, yeah, I don't want to do this. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> story of any engineering story. No, no, no. We no, yeah. yeah. all clear. Eventually. So eventually <laughs> yeah so he said he then he dropped out and uh, after the third year he, in the third year he dropped out he went went back to shillong played for arhema now rangdaj played for his father's club for for a year for a couple of years then shillong lajong signed him and then he said from that moment his life changed and uh, i was reading an interview with pradeep reddy who brought him to bfc because he knew him from his shillong days uh, and also ashley saw him first season they played against shillong at home huh. and after the match first time i spoke to eugene he said that ashley came and spoke to him and said uh, if you are interested we'd like to bring you over and mm-hmm. i think he saw the potential he was nev- not the finished product yeah. and, he was a pretty late bloomer in that and sense. i think in one interview pradeep reddy said he called eugene san lingdo the most intelligent midfielder in india and he said he's a cerebral player and he said we don't he said it's a, it is a very rare quality for an indian midfielder which may offend a lot of indian midfielders but he said <laughs> uh, he's very intelligent so yeah i think he's, uh, he's arguably the best midfielder in india today best indian midfielder in india but mm. maybe even best <coughs> midfielder okay i think yeah could be this uh, one oh. thing i want to touch on who other than me and sidhu who all did engineering here i did i did <laughs> oh the four of us up to five four of us only huh? the moderator is ba become Yes, I'm too cool to do engineering. I don't want to do engineering. Okay, so, please, engineers are listening to this. There are other options also, for careers. And also, one more thing, uh, the intruder thing was not good. Yeah, I did not see two that. Two fellows. I didn't uh, see that. Just only. coming across shouldn't be. Yeah, two fellows stayed onto the pitch and. Yeah, uh, we didn't oh, see any. We didn't. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Uh, one guy ran into the pitch. He high-fived one player, one BSC player. the malaysia i mean a johor player tried to stop him tried to punch him actually hmm. but he missed him uh, then he went towards the other to the far corner of the field and he was holding his shirt and holding trying to kiss the badge and all sort hmm. of nonsense and, and then i think yeah. i think on the other far side of the pitch another guy wandered yes. onto the pitch no, kunal kunal was there yeah, kunal came the media there was the security people why why did kunal come in yeah the, exactly there were no security people. 
around it. And because know. even this side, when this fellow ran across the pitch, yeah. the ball boy was the one running behind him to show him away. Correct. There were no stewards at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So and uh, and also after the match got over, uh, uh, BFC were doing a lap of honor around the field mm. and uh, one. And actually, I noticed this today for the first time. There is a there's a hole in the fence, and oh. one fan went out through the hole in the fence, went onto the running track, hugged Sunil Chetri, lifted him up in the air, mm-hmm. and then Kunal came and forced him to drop the BFC captain. So he set him back on the ground. And then I was watching what would happen to the fan. I thought the security would swoop down on him, pick him up, take him away. He came no, the but there was nobody inside. He just went back to the same hole, crawled back into the fence, high-fived his, <laughs> high-fived his friends, and then yeah, just screamed a little bit. Well, yeah, because I didn't see any police. I did not see that. Like yeah. I didn't see what are no. Okay. And this, this was just is, after the final whistle. Yeah. Hmm. This, if the result had gone the other way, the other way yeah. this could have been a uh, situation where the fans might have. You don't know. Yeah, what would have done to Johor players? Yeah, yeah I mean. I don't think, attaching I any personally motive, don't think uh, if they lose, fans would get onto the pitch and you know start causing problems. But this is a security no, this, risk. This no, is this, this has happened before. Lapse, yeah. You, you yeah. had things in the stands before. Hmm. This is not the. I mean, yeah, yeah. Been a people who before. remember the Mumbai FC game. I think yeah. the intruder had a lot of time on the pitch. He ran. Yeah, yeah he ran all across, and, and then he, he was, came, did all this. Uh, he was near Amshad the crowd. Who came and caught him in the end? Huh? Nobody no, he came. He, he, he just went out. He went out on his own. Yeah. What? He, he yeah. went out into the. It's not like anybody came and ushered no, him. No, so there were two intruders. The first intruder was not stopped by anybody. Yeah, and he ran. The second one I saw. The second one was yeah, was dragged back by Kunal, the BSC media officer. And I think the players also asked him to go away. Yeah. Especially the. Johor players, they were pretty pissed at that time, and a few of them were. Yeah, tried to stop him and tried to push him and all that. Well, that's a small black mark on what has been a phenomenal day, not only for BFC but also for Indian football, on the whole. Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks a lot for being with us here on Injury Time. Hope you enjoyed this match as much as we did, covering it for you all right from the Sri Kantiwa Stadium here in Bangalore. Uh, until the next. Episode when we come with more news from Indian football and across the world. Uh, yeah, one thing I just want to uh, mention a few Johor fans. Actually, there were about uh, a dozen of them in front of where I was sitting, mm. uh, and uh, I think I spoke to one of them. I spoke to a couple of them actually, and they were from um, they were from this fan group called Boys of Straits. Uh, and one of them was a construction worker and he said he had taken are these the ultras the johor ultras yeah i think something like that it's uh-huh. a fan group i don't know exactly. if they're the ultras or the tifosi or whatever but uh, so this uh, this one guy was a construction worker he said he'd taken two days off to come and watch and then he said he was very disappointed that his team lost because he missed out on two days of work <laughs> he said he'd been following johor since 1985 oh. so it was before their glory days going to yeah and uh, yeah, and another guy was working in the oil and gas industry, and even yeah, he'd flown over. So yeah, they were all. So these guys have flown over from Malaysia. From Malaysia, just for this game, he said they came oh, here this morning. That's massive. And, it's uh, nice to see such fans. Yeah, and they were complaining about the traffic in Bangalore. They said it. <laughs> they said it took them two hours to get to the stadium from yeah, the airport. Yeah, by the way, it took two and a half hours for me. Yeah. So you were walking. Me one now. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> they're the lucky ones. <laughs> Probably. I hope that's all we have. Yeah. yeah. Anything else to add, guys? No. No, no more interruptions. Nothing so. Thanks a lot, guys, for tuning into this episode of Injury Time. Until we see you all again with more news and updates from the world of football. Have a great time and enjoy the game.